Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. questions unfortunately you rarely any of the answers my name's Kyron Wheatley and our guest today from a small town in WA enjoys performing stand-up comedy fishing and spending time with Frank the dog it's a big hello to Brody Snook who gave you that bio I wrote it about 10 minutes ago I'm I'm trying a new thing of like introducing guests as if they're on a quiz show like as if we're on the price is right or something Did, did it feel like that it feels like you went on my Instagram for 30 seconds. You're spot on. You are spot on. <laughs> I love that that's your research tactic. But yeah. also, yeah, that is all there is to me. Fishing, Frank and comedy. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I saw you with a, a very, well, a couple of very large fish, actually. I shouldn't put it down to one occasion. Yes, thank you. What have you caught? What are, you, what are some of your big wins? Well, I was on the hunt, like, for my entire childhood uh, for a jewfish, which mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic eating which being a western australian uh originally you will have heard of the old jewfish mm. um yeah and i didn't get one until about two years ago and i genuinely couldn't move my arms for about two days afterwards so it yeah. was definitely worth it but also i'm getting to the point where i'm wondering if fishing is ethical as far as mm. you know well, you're, yeah. you're not you're not trawling, are you? You don't you don't head out with no, a giant trawler and a massive fishing, net. Fishing very ethically, fishing for the future, but also yeah. at the end of the day, it is it can be a bit of a blood sport. So, it is a bit, yeah. but you also will have to eat. Correct. So you Correct. know, if, if you're if you're fishing to eat, I think that's okay. I think that's okay, and yeah. you know, fishing in season as well. You know, mm. we never fish out of season, and yeah, I think I'm still an okay person. Is yep. that? Yeah, I think you're good to carry on. I don't think. Okay. Yep. Great. Thanks, um, Karen. 
Uh, well, if any fishing questions come up, they'll be covered. If any questions about Frank the dog come up, they'll be covered. But do you do? Are you a, like a quizzer? Do you do the sort of Saturday quiz or? Um... Yeah. Well, I have lived in the UK for the past ten years mm-hmm. until March this year, of course. Um, I mean, it's the home of the pub quiz, really, isn't it? Yes. Yes. yes so yes. yeah, love a pub quiz. There's some really fantastic ones in the city that I live in, and um, yeah, just love like a paper crossword, those sort yep. of things. So. I mean, love loves one thing, but be good at is another thing. So. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about the pub quiz in the UK is that you get a sort of a hive mind, don't you? You get, you know, your collection of friends. Someone might be knowledgeable about sports, someone about music. Bring them together. You can try to win the pub quiz. And luckily today, we have a brains trust for you as well who can assist you uh, to that end. Uh, let's meet our first member. Uh, Dr. Sunil Shetty, who has a broad knowledge, actually, in a range of topics that are very popular online. Hello, Doctor. Good evening. How are you? Uh, very good. Uh, thank you for joining us. What are these, just says a broad range of topics. What what sort of things uh, are you knowledgeable in? Yeah, look, um, I think the general attitude towards um, factual information out there is a lot of information out there, given the rise of the internet and Google, that a lot of this information is wrong. Mm. So my expertise comes in finding which things are wrong. Right. And uh, So finding what's wrong with facts. F- uh, yeah, I have dedicated my life to the finding of facts. Right. Um, what, so what's your, do- what's your doctorate in? Facts. The doctorate of facts. Oh. Look, it's not, a, it's not a traditional sort of degree. You cannot just, you cannot, anybody cannot just get it, you know. You, uh. It's not a... So I'm I'm probably the world only the one person in the world who has got the only oh and where do you where do you get a doctorate in facts is that a sort of a Harvard thing a Cambridge Oxford it's not really given to you you it's it's that is probably why Uh. it's not you cannot no no you no society must bestow it on you and I've taken this responsibility so if you are asking if I have if if it came from an institution, yes, I, I am, I'll yeah. be honest with you. It's not like that. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Hey, hey, I, I do not like this term, okay? Because conspiracy theories are not favorably looked upon, okay? You no. say conspiracy theories, people think, oh, this guy is a lunatic. I'm not lunatic, okay? Just because my wife left me, I'm, I've spent, this has not got anything to do with my mental well-being. Mm. Oh, yeah, so... I prefer fact specialist. Right. So not a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> a fact no, specialist. No, no. I think conspiracy theorists are a very special type of people. If yeah. you know what I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, well, that's no. exciting for you, Brody, to have such a knowledgeable person there and um, facts. Mm, I'm excited. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I, I'm taking this opportunity as a platform to educate the public about the fact. Yes. Brody, I, yeah, but Brody, we can do some good things. The good news doesn't stop there. We have another member of the Brains Trust for you today. It's a big hello to Raymond, the rat in the compost. Hi, Kyron. Hi, Brody. Hi, Dr. Shetty. Great to be here. Broadcasting. Uh, Shetty. It's Shetty, not Shetty. I, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, there's a genuine mistake of the accent. Hello, Dr. <laughs> Shetty. Uh, so, broadcasting to you live from beneath uh, some hollowed-out eggshells. So hopefully the, the acoustics are okay. They sound good they to me. They can get a little echoey in here. Was that breakfast today, some eggs? Not for me, no. But I do get the feeling that someone in the house next door did have some eggs. 
Um, mm. I don't know if you've tried eggshell Chiron, but it's an absolutely horrible taste and one I would not wish upon my worst enemy. No, I generally put it into the worm farm, my eggshells. Well, you know, would that I could. Mm. I've um, I visited some worm farms in my time, and they're sort of like luxury apartments to my IBIS-equivalent accommodation down here, but I'm not one to hold a grudge. <laughs> no. Um, do you enjoy quizzing? Do you get the fam together? And um... Wow, it's sort of a logistical nightmare. I mean, my family, of course, reaches into the thousands, and mm-hmm. so I've tried to put on a couple of quizzes. Rats, yep. of course, have been quarantining as well, but, I mean, it's a challenge to get a word in edgewise. They're yeah. a rowdy bunch, and um, frankly, Zoom, I don't think they appreciate the time and energy. What was that, sorry? The Zoom quizzes must be immense for the rat yes. community. I don't know if you've seen a Zoom with 2,000 windows open, but it's pretty difficult mm. to make heads or tails of who's who. No, and yes. as a rat, I feel like I can say this without risking offence. I find you know, hundreds of my family members virtually indistinguishable from one another. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. They, you do all... Just look like a bunch oh, of heads I and tails. I can say it, you absolute racist pig. That's not for a human to come down here in the muck and the mire and cast aspersions on the imagery of us rats. Right, I'm very sorry about that. I'll, I'll try not to make that mistake in the future. Brody, are you confident about today's quiz? Ten questions to get through here. I cannot describe how confident I feel. Well, have a go. <laughs> Brody, you reckon ten out of ten? I reckon... It's not, it's not been achieved before. The average is somewhere around four or five. I reckon we shoot for seven. Seven. Brody, I think the, impo- the important thing here is that we will be doing a lot of learning, okay? Mm. So don't look at it in terms of the score of the, the test. It's about the amount you'll be learning today. Every day is an opportunity to learn, isn't it? Yeah. I really appreciate that growth mindset, but uh, Dr. Shetty, with due respect, I, I think... It's Shetty. The, it's Shetty. Dr. Shetty, with due respect, I think <laughs> one of the prime objectives of, of uh, doing a quiz is, well, is attaining a good score. Look, nothing was ever achieved by attaining a good score, okay? In the UK, if you're doing a pub quiz, usually you end up with some kind of meat raffle thing at the end, so... Well, that'd be mm. fan-fucking-tastic. Is yeah. there any rat in the meat raffle? You watch your mouth, Doctor. We are not a good eating food, but we're a fantastic piece of company. Now that is a misconception. What do you mean there's a misconception? Have you tried have you tried person? Let's have a crack at a quiz, shall Let's we? Let's have a crack at a quiz. Question number one. Which band in a two thousand hit song sang these lyrics? I know that I can't take no more. It ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Rat in the compost, Raymond. Uh, do you did you ever get the uh, hits of the summer so fresh? Uh, yeah, we sort of don't have a lot of say with regards to choosing what music does make it into the compost, but uh, occasionally some people will drive past with a pretty serious sound system in the car. Sort of flash rave. Yeah, so often you will catch snippets of a chorus or perhaps a bridge. Uh-huh. A verse, but very rarely will you hear the radio DJ uh, tag the song by identifying both the singer and yeah. song title. What have been some of your favourite bridges and uh, choruses? Ah, oh, oh, Bridge Over Troubled Water is a favourite of mine. I've never uh-huh. managed to figure out what the song's actually called, but um, yeah. Also, the Bridge of Remembrance in Christchurch, New Zealand, which is a beautiful monument to uh, the Anzac soldiers who were lost in Gallipoli. Right. A couple of my favourite bridges. Not a song, not a song per se, though, is it? No, but it is a bridge. So go fuck yourself, Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Shetty. 
are you are you is is music one of the broad oh, range of topics? I, I can't tell you how passionate I am about the music. It's one of my very few uh, mm. things that I like to unwind with at the end of a very hard day of fact checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and this song is yes very familiar to me. Maybe not a lot of people know this, but this was a song actually originated out of India near near my hometown uh, in Kolhapur, where um, yeah, a group of young gentlemen mm-hmm. sang this song because of a heartbreak that occurred in the village. So uh, yeah, no, I'm very familiar with this song. It's very 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 interesting song. And what's it called? I think it's it's something like see you later in Hindi. If you translate de- directly, it it is maybe we'll see you later. See you later, or abiento right. in French. F- farewell, see you later, something like this. Right, Brody. Uh, we haven't got to a band yet, but some of the name suggestions this song could be "See You Later," uh, "Bridge Over Troubled Waters," or "Bridge of Remembrance," or perhaps uh, you know what it is. I know that I can't take no more. It ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Does that ring any bells? Look, as a child of the '90s and someone with zero cultural depth, I am one hundred percent sure of what the answer is. <laughs> Great. And is the Bridge of Remembrance, does that? I want to say yes so badly. <laughs> Not if we're going to get 7 out of 10, I can't. So no. I will lock in NSYNC. NSYNC, a classic, isn't it? Yeah, this, well, little known fact, they were an Indian band. So Yeah, no, that, very little known. Question even, number two. Even I know that's not true. You're peddling, <laughs> oh. you're peddling mistruths or lies. Huh. Please, I experts in truth, okay? So where's your degree? I don't have a degree. Well, where's yours? I mean, I, I think we've established this already that uh, your doctorate wasn't wasn't given by any sort of no, not in a traditional way. We I oh. shit out as many doctorate of facts as you have daily. Debatable. Question number two: The Serpentine is a sixteen hectare recreational lake in which British city? Uh, Brody, you have spent some time in uh, the UK. I know that, but let's turn first to our brains trust. Rat in the compost, I know that uh, you're in New Zealand, but have you ever made it on board a ship across some of those troubled waters to the UK? I, I've, I've spent time on, uh, on ships. Uh, I've never set foot on the UK as far as I know. But I tell you what, a, a life at sea is no life for a rat. I, I know that I have some brethren who, who associate with the water, water rats. Yep. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a dry land rat myself, not a strong swimmer. And actually terrified of H2O, so I was on and off pretty quickly. And I guess this, even if you were, the serpentine would probably not be the first place you'd go, well, snakes. This is a common misconception. A I think uh, human folklore and mythology suggests that rats and snakes don't get along very well. But as mm. we're both widely regarded as a, a public nuisance by people, we've got quite a lot to talk about when we meet up. Oh, and are they regular meetups? Not not so regular, no. Uh, what tends to happen is at the tail end of the conversation, it becomes quite a high-risk situation for us rats. Mm. So, uh, you know, the, the rat and snake community, while a, a burgeoning friendship, uh, yeah. is also simultaneously on the wane. And this is interesting to me because um, for a rat that doesn't like the water and so has never left New Zealand, to have uh, const- often, you know, take meetings with the snakes... Uh, an animal that I thought did not exist in New Zealand. Yeah, we do it on Zoom. Says, <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought I'd caught you out in a lie there, but um, yeah. 
No, it's just it must, it's recent meetings. It's if you remember meeting. correctly, you you specifically introduced the idea that rats could use Zoom. Correctly, might I no, add? I so. no, yeah, no, 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 just just one of the facts. Um, <laughs> Doctor Shetty, I imagine that sixteen hectare recreational lakes are an yeah. area of expertise. In my pastime, actually, on the weekend, I will exclusively go to sixteen hectare areas of land for just picnic. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's what is very, it about? What very... is about sixteen hectares specifically uh, mm. that you love so? It it gives me enough space to spread out my mental. You know, I do a lot of meditation, <laughs> and I need at least sixteen area hectares uh-huh. uh, to, you know, meditate. Meditate. Yeah. 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 It it is hard to fit all the facts in my brain. I need this much land, if you know. <laughs> I, I yeah. thought one of the appeals of meditating was that it was a pretty easy to access practice that could be done, you know, in a variety of spaces. Both. No, yeah. that's this is this is one misconception of meditation. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think it's largely bullshit. Right. The, the, uh, the meditation itself, or that it is a confined personal. Um, thing to do that is a confined personal thing to do right that's bullshit it, it's more it's an expansive takes up a lot of space 16 hectares of space thank mm-hmm. you very much mm-hmm. yeah mm. and um, have you ever meditated on the serpentine the lake in the British city given that that's you know 16 what? hectares I've visited so many 16 hectares uh, mm. acre lands before that it is possible mm. in the UK I think you said yeah yeah uh, when I was in my teenage years, oh, I would enjoy all the 16 areas of land. What are some of the other, because, you know, that's, um, this is obviously famously 16 hectares, and I guess it must be easier to go to places that are famously 16 hectares, or else you'd be constantly measuring out uh, hectare by hectare, the perfect place to meditate. Yeah, but I also carry my own uh, trundle wheel, so it, I do often measure out myself. I so you just um, your your first thing you do is walk the boundary of sixteen hectares. It is a part of the process. How uh-huh. long does that take ordinarily? It takes a good half of my weekend. The other half is spent. Yep. Enjoying. Set up the perimeter and then enjoy the meditation. Yeah, and a picnic. <laughs> it must be tricky because I imagine sixteen hectare public spaces in cities are quite popular with other civilians, people who want to go and stretch out and enjoy some time with the family. Do you find that interferes with your meditation practice? Oh, quite often because I am also very popular with these things, and people want to join, and I say no, thank you. I need some time to myself. What are your coping strategies for when families come for a picnic, um, at say the Princess Diana Memorial in the Serpent uh, near the Serpentine? Uh, you know, like there's kids everywhere, you know, everyone's playing in the water. It's quite noisy and you're there trying to meditate in your, in your 16 hectares. Yeah. Luckily I don't have a problem with family too much because my wife took most of our family members in our divorce, but not, you know, I'm not. Most. Sorry. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. She left behind some family members. Did she? Uh, yeah. Just the annoying ones, Uh but that's okay. Yeah. We are all creatures of god yes yes all right well um sorry brody i we didn't really get any clues there um as to where the serpentine is in which british city are you familiar with the serpentine i can't say i am to be honest but from the clues that we've had about it being uh potentially quite a good meditative space Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think about certain places in the uk certain cities 
um, that are sort of lefty-leaning, hippy-dippy, mm-hmm. monetizing meditation sort of places. Mm-hmm. And somewhere like Bristol sort of springs to mind. So Bristol. I wonder if maybe uh, that could be an option. Yeah, I'm happy to lock in Bristol. Question number three. The Maori term hongi refers to what? Am I pronouncing that right, Raymond? H-O-N-G-I. A hongi, yeah. Hongi. You're, you're doing a pretty fair job of it. Hongi. Uh, do you have any hongis in the compost? <laughs> we do. We don't use that terminology, but I'm familiar with the practice. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is a, a greeting um, traditionally amongst people when they oh, yeah. they would uh, go nose to nose. Ah, I see. What What's what's a more traditional rat greeting? Uh, we'll eat each other's shit. We'll sniff each other's assholes, uh, lick each other's claws, mm. just fuck each other senseless until we um, are drowning in rat cum. A way of hello. Just by way of hello, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My, that, I, I would disagree with that. I think rats actually have a very, very unique culture of uh, asking for consent before these things happen. They have very civilized uh, societies. So... You're probably a part of the lower class of the rat population in New Zealand. Well, I, I wouldn't deign to speculate what strata of society you exist in amongst humans because I, I, I at least have the decency to not overstep my bounds. I live amongst a group of rats who are sexually promiscuous, sexually mm. enthusiastic, ah, and everything is done well, with uh, love and care. And well, I think you were just told us about your uh, character. Thank you very much. Well, I think you've revealed a lot about your character, you judgmental prick. I've, I'm over here helping out, teaching people about, uh, you know, the indigenous people of New Zealand, the Māori customs, while also telling mm. you what we get up to down in the compost instead of shaking hands like a fucking plebeian, and then you wait in here. I don't think you have said anything about what Hongi is, okay? Now, what I know about this is that it probably derives from What the do you mean probably? Sanskrit. You're a doctor of facts. I thought you I thought you knew everything. Yeah, I'm I'm using deductive reasoning here. Uh-huh. Um and I because I don't want to give it a, give away the answer straight away, okay? okay I so. I think Brody is quite intelligent and can figure this out and uh, it comes from a Sanskrit word that both this hungry and hungry. <laughs> hungry, you know, hungry. Yes, yeah. It no, comes yeah. from so when you are Hungry, uh-huh. maybe something to do with this. <laughs> okay, well, you want to try ready? finishing the thought, doctor? <laughs> when you are hungry, yeah, you can have. Wait, hungry or hungry? Hungry. <laughs> oh, I. N- never mind. I retract my statement. <laughs> okay. I was talking about hungry. Right, I see. Well, Brody, you either have. Um... Uh, the retraction that it's something to do with hungry, um, or a fairly exact and immediate response uh, that it's a greeting by touching of two noses. I actually believe I might know the correct answer, and it is closer to being derived from the word hungry. Mm. I believe a hongi or a hungi is some kind of barbecuey, spit roasty style outdoor gathering with food. <coughs> yeah, that is hungry, yeah. You you um it's a common misconception. Uh there are there are two words that are very close to each other which represent very different customs amongst people who live in Aotearoa, New Zealand. 
And uh, you've you've mixed up your O's for your A's there because you're describing a hungy as opposed <laughs> to a hongy. I'm very embarrassed. It's no, actually, the common misconception is that they are mutually exclusive things. So maybe <laughs> in a hongy <laughs> you can have a hungy. Okay, that's maybe. not a common misconception. Okay, doctor. <laughs> or uh, hungy hongy is where uh, two outdoor barbecues gently touch. Two gas bottles softly yeah. clink against one another. <laughs> um, would you like to lock in outdoor barbecue or uh, the touching of the nose greeting, Brody? Oh, do you know what? Um, only assholes redact their first answers. So, yeah, I... Uh, yep. Outdoor we'll barbecue. Go with the, we'll go with the initial. Yep, outdoor barbecue it is. Question four. In which ocean would you find the Walvis Ridge? Uh, now, I already know Raymond's not a fan of the sea, but this is the sort of fact and knowledge that I'd expect a uh, doctor of, well, everything yeah. to know. Yeah. Dr. Shetty, in which ocean would you find the Walvis Ridge? good part of this is it's basically multiple choice. So, one misconception is that it still exists. Um, right. Now, a lot of people will say, wow, let's go to the Walvis Ridge. Walvis. Walvis. <laughs> which one? <laughs> <laughs> the Walvis Ridge. Ah, yeah, yeah, you know that's yeah. I heard you correctly the first time. Sorry. sorry. <clears throat> and um, it's it. The thing is, it uh, if you look on Google Images, it will still be there. But mm. that is not the case. It was destroyed. Well, that's because by... it's a satellite photo, isn't it? On yeah. Google Images, taken. It's yeah. a it's an image taken by a satellite of a yes, thing you on are Earth. Thinking, right. Yeah. So, so that's it, I guess so it, that's why it's there in that photo. But they want you to believe the government want you to believe it's still there. It's not though. It is just uh. it's destroyed. So I guess you could say it is a little part of it is in every ocean. Why do the government want us to believe that the Walvis Ridge is still there? Can you imagine the uproar when the world finds out the Walvis Ridge is gone? Walvis. All yeah. That's I heard you correctly the first time. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, all the climate scientists will be like, oh, come on, it's real. And there'll be a riot. Yes. So they're trying to calm everybody down. Yeah, quash the yeah. riots. So it's, it's probably in Indian Ocean. So, so not, not only does it not exist, but it doesn't exist in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> you are coming to my style of the thinking. <laughs> Raymond... Do you, uh, does the rat community have a, you know, a schooling, an educational system, like a K-12, university, tertiary level? What, what sort of, um, how, do you, how do you educate uh, yourself? Of course we have an education system. The insinuation otherwise Sorry. is frankly disrespectful, but I mm. see no reason why we'd, we'd explore underwater ridges in the middle of oceans. Uh, if you are mm. a rat and you find yourself in the vicinity of this ridge, You've, you've probably made a wrong turn somewhere and um, it, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be curtains fairly soon. So we, we tend to uh, focus much more on ecology, uh, mm -hmm. sort of environmental sustainability. We are very much into uh, ethical eating, but um, there's not a huge yep. amount of concentration on sort of underwater seismic underwater ridges. Or, what did know, you specialize in? Me personally? Yeah. Sucking and fucking. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, I don't know if we're any closer to the answer, Brody. But um, uh, yeah, unless you wanted to lock in sucking and fucking, um, or it's gone, and also in the Indian Ocean. And I, or, or do you yourself know anything of the Walvis Ridge? 
Thanks for asking because, um, uh, no, not at all. Of course I don't. Mm. Um, lock-in, it doesn't exist and also doesn't exist in the Indian Ocean. Okay, it doesn't exist in the Indian Ocean. Fishing hasn't taken you to the Walvis Ridge? Do you know it hasn't? Usually fishing requires staying on the top. Yep. <laughs> Although some of my cousins are um, spear fishermen. Yeah, I'm scared of that. I'm real scared of that. You mean like extra fishermen? Spear fishermen. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. they should probably get a different job then. <laughs> Question number five. Which spy novelist's birth name was David Cornwell? David Cornwell. Which spy novelist's birth name was David Cornwell? Are you a big reader, Brody? Not of spy novels, I'm afraid. No. So I... Brody, I'll give you a clue. I'd love a clue um, from you. Just think because the name, this, let me, let's talk from first principles, okay? <clears throat> David Cornwell, not a very interesting name. Yeah. So who would choose David Cornwell as a more interesting name? The name has to be less interesting than David Cornwell. I would assume it's something like James. Bond? Cornwell. <laughs> James Cornwell. So, okay, first option there yeah, is no, that... Yeah, you, no, you wouldn't give up your last name. It's, yeah, part of your identity. Yeah, so David Cornwell changed his name to James Cornwell to write... No, the other way around. His name was James... Birth name James Cornwell. Then he thought, I'm become a writer, David Cornwell. Right, well, and, and I just want to <laughs> go over the question one more time because it is, <laughs> which spy novelist's birth name... Was David Cornwell? Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Oh, is it so? He changed his name sort of um, before being born. You reckon? In India, we have a spy novelist who was uh, James Cornwell. He changed his name to David Cornwell, mm -hmm. and then uh, yeah, he wasn't very successful. Um, so I understand now. Um, Ian Fleming. Why not? <laughs> Probably him. Are you a big spy reader, Raymond? Uh, the, me, Raymond? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I am the only Raymond on the call. You are the only Raymond on the call. Yeah. It's almost like you forgot your name was Raymond for a second. There. No, it's nothing like that. I am uh, a voracious reader of books. Uh -huh. um, and I, I, I don't, I, I'm not Novels, nonfiction, fiction? Yep. Novels, nonfiction and fiction, the big three. Uh <laughs> Not hugely familiar with a, a massive back category of spy books. Ian Fleming, of course, responsible for the Bond series. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the only other one I could think of who I assume was writing under a pen name was Raymond Chandler because it's too good of a name to be given at birth. But I think he's American and Cornwell mm. sounds distinctly British. So were you not given your name at birth? Was Raymond, was that an adopted name? No, no, no. Yeah, I was. I was not given uh, my 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 name at birth. Well, I, I was given a different name at birth. Mm. Ironically, I was given the name um, James Cornwell. Right. You're not an Indian spy novelist, are you? No, no, no. Well, no. I do share a name with a very famous Indian spy novelist. But no, I changed my name to Raymond uh, after the the house next door got deep into a sitcom. Uh, I never quite caught the name of it, but um, it seemed to be about some sort of family situation and. Yeah, everyone was a fan of the uh, the protagonist. Yep. <laughs> well, it's a good name and it suits you. Um, although we're we're no closer, so we do have to lock in some sort of answer. Unfortunately, Brody, if if 
if um, any of those clues assisted you in any way? Uh, I think we go with Ian Fleming, comma, why not? <laughs> Question six. Which Sydney-born woman has won four Academy Awards more than any other Australian? Which Sydney-born woman has four Oscars under her belt? Now, are you talking about film Oscars? Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the Academy Awards, I understand mm. they're an annual ceremony held in uh, sunny Los Angeles uh, for yeah, the best of the best my in my neighbour, actually, she has a dog named Oscar and mm. a rabbit named Oscar. So that's old, already two Oscars. <laughs> Where were they born? She was born here in Double Bay. Right. So in, that is Sydney, I think, technically. Uh, but yep. you are not asking this. You are asking about the film Oscar. Did she win these animals? That is not out of the question. Mm. After all, if you haggle and you, and you get the prize, that is a sort of a win. And just because... <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she didn't pay, play, pay full price. Yeah. And just because you know of two animals called Oscar does not mean she doesn't have more animals called Oscar. It is probable, yeah. Oh, well, what's her name? N- Nicole Kidman. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the cinema myself. Mm. Oh yeah, you uh, do you f- do you follow the awards? Do you buy into that as no, well? No, I don't really them? believe in ascribing sort of uh, merit based awards on on something as sort of subjective as mm. as performance. But um, I do I do love to watch m- the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille, Gang Bang in the Kitchen, Stuart Not yep. So Little, yeah, Fuckfest Five Thousand, Five Thousand Rats. <laughs> 5,000 holes. This is probably the first time I agree with you, Raymond. <laughs> Fuckfest 5,000 was one of the better... Rat-based pornos. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, was that Fuckfest 5,000 because there's 5,000 rats, or is that the 5,000th film in the series? So Both. It's one of the few porn franchises that uh, is perfectly sequentially synced up the number of entries into the franchise with the number of participants in the film's... <laughs> And that is a little known fact. Yeah, so Fuckfest 1 was pretty grim watching, but if you stick with the series, it really starts to come through <laughs> around the 2000s. Uh, Brody, do you know which Sydney-born woman has won four Oscars more than any other Australian? The only two people I can think would be Nicole Kidman or Kate Blanchett. Kate has mm. not had a mention. Personally, I think she's better, but I am not. Oscars, so have they have either of them won four? I think has Nicole won one? I don't know. She's been in more Hollywood-ish big hitters, yeah. hasn't she? So keeping think, in mind, of course, we're talking about Nicole Kidman, owner of a rabbit and a dog. Here, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, so that's two. That's two. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we just don't know. Um, I'd be happy to lock in. I can't be bothered finishing that sentence. What do you think? Is there a chance it's someone who's not an actor? Mm. Yes. Do they give Academy Awards for other things? I, I, yeah, of course. I, from my knowledge of these things, yes. Uh, art design, maybe. Art design. Mm. It seems like tautology, doesn't it? Art and design. Like, if you are doing art, you are doing design. Why need to say <laughs> two times? Right. It's sort of the ATM machine of cinema. Oh, yeah, Raymond, you seem like very cultured. I am tremendously cultured. Yes. Do you know any Sydney-born art designers? Uh not a not a huge amount, but I I do know of a, a rat 
a Sydney-based rat named Renee who appeared in the uh, 2000 through 2400th Fuckfest franchises. And um, while wow, she... that must have really, really taken it out of her. Yeah, yeah. The, the joy had gone out from behind her eyes by, <laughs> by the end of it. But um, yeah, she certainly time she, to retire. She had, she had grand designs on on sexual yeah. performance. Yeah. Why didn't she do any more movies after that? Well, it's hard to say what happens to actors and whatnot in retirement. But um, yeah. The feeling I got was her heart just wasn't at it anymore. All right. Well, uh, Nicole Kidman, the dog and rabbit owner, uh, Renee from Fuckfest. Was it 2,000 to 4,000? 2,000 to 2,400. 400, just the 400 films there. You'd be hard-pressed to find a rat who's made it through 2,000 of the films. Or Kate Planchett. What would you like to lock in, Brady? I'd like to go with Renee the Rat, please. Renee the Rat. Okay. Question number seven. Lynch, safety, and Bobby are all types of what? Lynch, safety, and Bobby are all types of what? Do you come across any Lynch safeties or Bobbies in the compost? We are prone to lynchings in some of our orgies, and we've got safety. Jesus, and really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do all sorts of <laughs> shit. Uh, so familiar with the three, independent of one another, but certainly uh, would be would be hard yep. pressed to find a word that unites these three quite distinct adjectives yeah. or verbs, as the case may be. Um, Brody, have you come across a Bobby safety or a Lynch? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident to to nominate an answer. Yeah, about as confident as I was with question one. And and what and what would you say that answer would be? I would confidently say that answer would be pin. Question eight, where in the human body is the femoral artery located? Where in the human body is the, or is it femoral? Femoral artery. Fem, it's femoral, yeah. Okay. Because it's femoral because it's uh, so named after um, females. And, and the sexist part of a female is the legs. So I will say nominate legs. Legs. Yeah. Uh, because, because the artery femoral is named after the sexiest part of the female, the leg. I, in my opinion, yes. Uh, in your studies, in your ecology, sort of biology studies, did the femoral artery crop up at any point, Raymond? The rat? Uh, no. Just to remind who I'm speaking to? No, no, no not, at, not at all. But, um, you know, we're, we're richer for, for not having that information, to be honest. I, I find a lot of these questions that are being asked today sort of superfluous. I mean, you know, you can live a pretty full and enriched life without knowing all of this sort of hocus-pocus bullshit. I could care mm. less what's going on beneath the flesh of a, of a human being. It's not of mm. interest. What I want to know is what's going on in their minds and also in their kitchens. Um, what are they having <laughs> for dinner, you know? Are they going to yeah. finish everything, you know? Yeah. Where are they going to put it? In the garbage or in the compost? These right. are the questions that keep me up at night. A lot more food-focused, I guess. Sometimes, yeah. And any other times? Yeah, and other times too, actually, pretty consistently. <laughs> Uh, Brody, did you study biology at school? I did. I got a hard C for biology in school, <laughs> but I do remember where this artery is located. Funnily enough, oh, is that right? I believe it is in the leg, as mm-hmm. uh, previously mentioned. If we had to narrow that down, I would say it would be in the thigh. Yeah, very good place to take a pulse. <laughs> thigh. <laughs> yeah. Have you never had? Have you never had a doctor take your thigh pulse? No, I don't think 
I don't think that doctor was taking your temperature. Even from down here, that sounds mighty borderline. Hmm. Uh, okay. Was it the upper thigh? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was very gentle. <laughs> Might leave that there. Happy to say, happy to say thigh? Oh, so happy. Yeah, okay, let's lock in. Thigh. Question nine. Tim Brooke Taylor was a member of which comedy trio? Tim Brooke Taylor was a member of which comedy trio? Raymond, I guess you're probably not focused. You're more focused on food than comedy, aren't you? I don't know if there's much room for humour in the compost heap. Well, there's 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 room for humour everywhere. Uh, um, if if humour be the song of life, play on. Is uh, one of one of my most popular idioms that I've coined myself. I actually took quite a lot of that from uh, human author William Shakespeare, but I, I, I reappropriated one of the words. Um, mm. Yeah, we love comedy. I actually run a little open mic night down um, by the, the 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 tree stump, two blocks over at the corner of Aurora and uh, Beagle. Get some good crowds. Yeah, huge crowds. Um, yep. I mean, you know, rats by the thousand, but. Um, some of the material is 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 seriously borderline and um, bordering on. It's a ruthless industry. Yeah, bordering on Beagle. So just the corner of Aurora and Beagle. What do you got? Got a little setup. Got some lights. Yeah, uh, got some tiny, tiny little lights. Tiny little mic stand. Light. Tiny little microphone. Yep. Do you have a red brick wall? That's kind of a stand up-y thing for humans. Is it, is, it, is it the same in the rat world to have that sort of red brick yeah, wall really setup? Yeah, really adds a touch of class, a bit of authenticity to the whole procedure mm. uh managed to cobble together one of those and um you know I'll, I'll, i host the thing and often i'll i'll run some of my own gear up the top i'm uh less of a comic and more right. the, more, more of a host if i'm being yep. completely honest and i'm most new stuff each week me new stuff each week now i've been working yep. on the same bit for about 10 years and um i do have a feeling it should come right soon i don't what's your big what's your big rat opener i go uh good evening rats so I'm workshopping that. Um, <laughs> the words have stayed the same I, over the. I think that was very funny. Oh, it yeah, was very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that, rats very rarely have a good evening. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And wait till you hear this. Often I'm putting on the open mic night in the mornings. So um, it's a bit of a sort of a time and space based joke. But uh, yeah. all that to say, I got no fucking idea about three piece comedy acts. The only one I really know are the Three Stooges, but um, they had much more basic names. Like um yes, I believe Lenny. Lenny, yeah, that sort of thing. Okay, the Three Stooges. There's one option. Uh, Doctor Shetty. Uh, yeah. At at university, did you get down to the um? Did you have like a footlights a footlights equivalent uh, at the university of? I can't remember what. Oh, of course, I have very very uh deep interest in the comedies. Um, I've been doing the comedy since before you were born. So I, yeah, I am very, really. Very How old are you, doctor? How old am I? Mm. I, I would say old enough. <laughs> I have lifetime of knowledge in the brain. Who is some? The, you know, the, the girls I may approach in the bar. They say you're old enough to be. Old enough. Yeah, you are old enough. And I say, thank you. Not, not that old. Doesn't matter. Hey, so <laughs> comedy is uh, very, very close to my heart. And I met Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, and did you? he, yeah, and uh, he told me about his time. Remember that he's in my favorite movie of all time. Well, you remember this one about the chocolate factory? He said, I will tell you exactly where the that... location of the tickets are. It was very good. Oh, Charlie and the chocolate factory. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. In India, we call it Chakku and the chocolate factory. They renamed it. Oh yeah, 
And yeah. so, and when you were chatting, did mm. he mention uh, what comedy trio he was in? Ah, uh, yes, he replaced me. Actually, I started off in the initial lineup of the goodies, and uh, he became the next one. The goodies. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So there's um, there's two uh, choices there for you. Actually, I think I. <laughs> I nearly ran straight past this. Did you say you were an original member of the Goodies? Look, I yes, yes, I did. So oh. uh, I know I I don't want to focus on this because you know I'm, I do. Yeah, I came up with the goody goody yum yum line. Oh, I don't so, remember that one. Yeah, that is an ancient Indian saying in Sanskrit. We have one that says goody goody yum yum, mm-hmm. and that's what I took. Gave that was my gift to the group. So, so before being a doctor of facts, you were a member of the goodies. Yeah. Wow, what a life! What a life to give away. Yeah, I, I, I. Well, I wanted to pursue the knowledge and the facts. facts. Do, you, do you have yeah. regrets? No, no. I tell you why. Because <laughs> my life has been so much more fulfilling uh. without fame and money. <laughs> And what about your wife and kids? Is it more fulfilling without them? Stooges of the goodies are the two options available to you, Brody, unless uh, you want to go your own way. Yeah, I believe Tim Brooke Taylor actually had quite a famous sitcom called Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a guy over the fence and you could only ever see his eyes. Um, what was his name? Yeah, Al? yeah, something like Al? that. Um, yeah. And yeah, he used to have the the show where he fixed things. Yeah. Um, but I do also think that I've heard of his name as far as the goodies are concerned. So for you, it's a toss-up between um, home improvement and the goodies. No, I'm saying that he's done both. Oh, he's done both. <laughs> mm. I preferred home improvement, to be honest. But Which one would you like to lock in? The goodies. <laughs> the goodies. <laughs> the goodies it is. Well, at least you'll get one right. Question number 10. The German government last month threw which troubled airline a $15 billion bailout lifeline? Malaysia Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late, in my opinion. <laughs> They've got a deep interest in Malaysian Airlines, you reckon? Yep. Ang- Angela Merkel that's, there. That's one thing that bonds Angela Merkel and I. A fascination. Yep. With um, the taste of Asia, Malaysian Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> you you must have quite a, a good understanding of plane travel if you're so um so scared of the water to to get around internationally. It's obviously straight to the airport. Certainly, I I don't know a, a huge amount about um you know the functionality of an airplane, but I I I do get that they go up, which I've always found remarkable because I don't know if you've tried lifting a bit of metal, but it is. Well, it's so heavy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the planes don't seem to know that because they just whoo sail right away, <laughs> which is the wrong use of language, really. They fly. How do you get around if you if you want to go further than your little feet can take you? I got four legs, don't I? Yeah, but what if you want to go further than that? You know, oh, I've if... got a penny farthing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it is that um... tremendously difficult to use. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, right. it's difficult if you want to sort of remain, uh, keep a low profile around town if you're laying low for whatever reason. 
people <laughs> tend yes. to notice something like a rat yeah. on his. Is that a rat on a penny, penny farthing? farthing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, catches the eye, doesn't it? It really does. And you're just trying to sneak through. That's right. Okay. Uh, doctor, do you yeah. I imagine um, a lot of conferences, a lot of global speaking yeah. arrangements in place? You'd be on the airlines all the time? Of course, yeah. I, and I've uh, traveled on many German airlines, including Lufthansa. But mm-hmm. so that will be my answer because... Because <laughs> that's a German airline that you know. Yes, but their food yeah. was shit. So it sucked so much that I can understand a German government would want to bail them out. Well, there you go, Brody. We've got two options available for which airline did the government of Germany bail out with $15 billion recently, Lufthansa or Rat on a Petty Farthing? Which, um, which way are you leaning right now? I do think we have the right answer, but I just want to correct the pronunciation. It's actually Lufthansa. Um, that is a misconception. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like some people just don't quite know how to pronounce things the German way. But yeah, yeah I just right. like I just want you know that to be noted. I couldn't be more in agreement with you. Yeah, Lufthansa is it? Lufthansa. Yeah. Happy to lock it in. Well, that is ten questions. Congratulations on making it through. Exciting. Thank you. Um, do you want to adjust your expectations of seven? How are you feeling? I'd like to call it f- five. Five. Just pair it back just slightly. Just slightly. What about you, Raymond? Uh, do you think we've gone well today? I think this has gone pretty badly across the board. I'm affronted by the doctor's sort of insistence on peddling half-truths and um, Brody's refusal I... to take on board any of the genuine information I've provided on certain <laughs> questions. Um and just sort of a, 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 a basic lack of respect displayed by all towards the community of rats with which I live. This has been yeah. a cataclysmic failure on all fronts. Excuse me. I take, I take serious offense to this, okay, because I have great respect for my rat friends. Okay, in India, we have a large rat population and they are all very friendly. And we all, once a year, we get together and watch, uh, what do you call the Backdoor Rats 9? And Buckfest back- 5000. Oh, yes, but only after we <laughs> watch Backdoor Rats, Rats 9, 9 and Buckfest 5000. Yeah, yeah so, well, okay, what, what, I have a very good relationship with Rats them. Rats 9 lacked in production values it certainly make up for in ambition and scope. <laughs> Just makes up for in quantity of rat. So, yeah. That is debatable. All right, well, let's, um, let's find out how we did today. Question number one, which band in a 2000 hit song sang, I know that I can't take no more, it ain't no lie, I want to see you out that door, baby, bye, bye, bye. You said in sync, and the answer is in sync. Question number two was the Serpentine is a 16 hectare recreational lake in which British city? You said Bristol, but the answer is London. Heard of it, yeah, Off heard of city it. There. Question three was the Māori term hongi refers to what? You said outdoor barbecue, but it's a traditional Māori greeting. Expressed by touching noses. That's crazy. Question number four. In which ocean would you find the Walvis Ridge? You said doesn't exist in the Indian Ocean, and it's the South Atlantic Ocean, unfortunately. So it's correct, yeah. So, well, <laughs> well that's true, actually. That you can't argue with the factual basis of saying that that ridge does not exist in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, so can we'll, we contest we'll, that? We'll mark up a point there, I think. Yeah, it's a little broad. Which spy novelist's birth name was David Cornwell? You said Ian Fleming, why not? And it's John Le Carre. Yes, but sometimes his friends call him Ian. Mm. Which Sydney-born woman has won four Academy Awards? 
Uh, you said Renee from New Zealand. The answer is Catherine Martin, uh, the art designer, uh, wife of Baz Luhrmann. Well, be that as it may, um, if you want to check out some fantastic acting, I, I do recommend Fuckfest 2000 through 2400 if you want to see Renee the Rat and 2000 to 2399 other rats just absolutely go hammer and tongs at one another. Question number seven, was Lynch safety and Bobby are all types of what? You said pin. The answer is pins. Mm. Correct. Question number eight, where is the human body in the femoral artery located? You said the thigh, and that'd be correct. Question number nine: Tim Brooke Taylor was a member of which comedy trio? You uh, just missed out on home improvement to say the goodies. The answer is the goodies. And the German government last month threw which troubled airline a fifteen billion dollar bailout lifeline? I want to pronounce this correctly: Lufthansa. And the answer is Lufthansa. Five out of ten, fifty percent. Congratulations. Congratulations. Are we? Do we hold the record so far? Absolutely not, no. Um, that's uh, sort of middle of the road. It's not as bad as some of the uh, threes that we've unfortunately recorded in the past, but doesn't have the lofty heights of the sevens and the eights that we have achieved. Oh, well, that was the aim. So, mm. I mean, I, I do want to apologise for the whole hungy-hongy thing. Um, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear that with a lot of shame. Yeah, where where can people catch you? I guess gigs probably aren't on the horizon at the moment, Brody. Yeah, well, as we've established, I'm hiding in my mum's wardrobe in small town, <laughs> Western Australia. Yeah, it um, does feel like if they find you, they have caught you. It really uh. does. There's a, there's quite a sinister vibe to this. I would also yeah. like to apologise. I've just realised if anybody's been offended by the bras hanging in the back, um, yep. just know that they're not mine because I've obviously not worn one since March. I, I was so, tremendously offended by the bras hanging I'm in the back. So yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The listeners are outraged. Brody, sure. I was not. Okay, It was a pleasure. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Uh, Dr. Shetty, thank you for joining us today. Is improv comedy a, um area of expertise of yours as well? Yes, I'm. It, I, it, it, I'm either doing the picnic meditation weekends or I'm either doing improvised comedy weekends. Mm. It is also very meditative. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if you've got out to much improv in Sydney, but have you seen uh, Jeeves Verma before? Ah, uh, yes, yes. He ah, uh, is he the handsome one? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, yes, then yes. I, I yes. do know him. He's very handsome. Um, yep. Talented, I'm not so sure about, but definitely handsome. <laughs> definitely handsome. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today and contributing all of no, your knowledge no, from no, all No, no, you're those... welcome. We did a lot of learning. Yes, we certainly did. And uh, Rat in the Compost, Raymond, uh, thank you as well for joining us all the way from New Zealand. Pleasure. Uh, if anyone wants to see me, come along to the Rat-a-tat-tat open mic Monday and Tuesday mornings, 5 a.m. through 7 a.m., you want to see what it looks like when a couple of thousand rats uh, try their hand at stand-up comedy. Have you ever considered getting some human uh, comedians down? Absolutely the not. I've seen some of the drudgery those fuckwits are serving up and it's not to my taste. <laughs> oh, there's someone I quite like. Uh, Guy Montgomery uh, works internationally. Sounds shit. Can't travel. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is Wax Quizzical. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.